Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Kevin Unglad, and you are now tuning in to the Wise Guys Podcast, brought to you by Flowered Concrete. Check it out. Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? This is your boy, Kevin Unglad. We are back, we are back, we are back, we are back with yet another episode of the Wise Guys Podcast. Mark, how was your day, brother? Matter of fact, I haven't spoken to you in a few days. How have you been holding up the past few days? What's going on? Everything's been great, man. Besides the cold weather, I can't complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how about you? Uh, uh, not too bad, not too bad. You know, just work grinding, you know. Teaching at the high school, teaching here at the college, you know, same old, same old. Um, Absolutely. I wanted to ask you something. Remember a few years ago when we used to go to school together, when we were at Queensboro, and, you know, it'd be, like, freezing, you know, below 30s, whatever, whatnot, and you would have, like, right. you know, you would have, like, your jacket, you'd be all bundled up, but you wouldn't have, like, a beanie or a scully. Do you still walk around like that, man, with no hats in the freezing winter? Nah, I had to definitely change my ways. I'm wearing hats now. Oh, really? How come, if you don't mind me asking you? (laughs) I think back then I wasn't trying to mess up my hair, but now I'm not really too concerned about that. You know what I mean? Just... I'll fix it when I take the hat off. I couldn't believe it. I said... I used to tell myself, like... Mark has to get cold, and like if he doesn't get cold, he's a cyborg. Like, you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me that this man doesn't get sick when he doesn't wear a hat, man? Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, there's no way he's not cold. Do you do you, like? So you started wearing hats now. Do you get cold now? Well, no. I think I I was always cold. It was just I didn't I don't want to put the hat on. Wow, man, you are a brave, brave, brave soul. Okay, Mark, we're back with episode three. Um, Great. Ladies and gents, today's episode, today's topic, um, well, before I get into today's topic, I would just like to say this, a couple of things. The first thing I would like to say is um, I hope everyone really enjoyed episode two, all right, a student loan crisis. We gave you a lot of gems on that in that episode, and we talked a lot about student loan debt, how to crush it, you know, what are some ways to... Um, you know, prevent it moving forward. Also, what are some ways in which you can, you know, have an opportunity to go to school for <clears throat> for further education or advanced education and get, you know, the government or get your work, your place of employment to pay for you, stuff like that. So please, 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 please go check that out on your own free time. All right. And uh, yeah, so I would like to give a shout out, Mark. Um, if you're listening, man, you said you was going to be listening to the podcast, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to test you. I'm going to see if it's true, but shout out to my boy, Kareem Lewis. I know he's probably tight that I put his whole government name out there, but shout out, <laughs> shout out to my boy, Kareem Lewis. I used to call him K. Louie back in high school. Um, we went to Martin Van Buren High School in uh, Queens Village, uh, New York. Shout out to K. Louie. K. Louie, uh, today, Mark, uh, he hit me up on IG. Well, he commented on my, okay. I, he commented it commented on my ig post on one of the old videos we shot well i shot um, personally a while back you know you know basically introing the podcast and talking about you know what the podcast was going to be about and whatnot and then he was like he was like yo man he was like 
can't wait for this, man. And then he was like, as I rub my hands slowly like Birdman, shout out to you, Kev. Can't wait to see what y'all going to do. I'm, I'm hyped for January 8th. Man, awesome, man, Mark, we are definitely, definitely, definitely receiving the love, man, so far. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, like sure. people, people have really been shouting us out, whether it was before the podcast launched or even now that the podcast has officially launched. People have, de- people have definitely been hitting up our pages, whether it's us individually or us as a group entity together, just hitting us up and shouting us out. So shout out to those people, man. I really hope you're listening. And if you truly enjoy this content, me and Mark hope that you all share it with your loved ones, your friends, and anyone that you know. Definitely. Yeah. So back to our reg- regular scheduled programming. Today's episode is called The Mask. The mask. And Mark, you know me being a poet, it has a double connotation, a double meaning. So okay. the first mask, right, is masculinity. What is masculinity? How does masculinity help or harm young men within the United States of America? What are some ways in which we can help each other or help one another, you know, better ourselves as men? better our children, our boys, and raise young, wholesome, holistic men that will shape their outlook and as well as their character in our everyday society. So those are some of the essential questions that we're posing today on the podcast. And yes, I am a teacher and I am a professor, so yes, I always have essential questions. This is just the very first time that we're doing essential questions. Like, who, who knows? I think I might keep this, depending on how you know people feel about it. Um, but the second connotation, the second meaning, the second meaning of the mask is just short for masculinity, right? So the mask, right? Mask as M-A-S, you could say C, but I'm going to say K, uh, mask. I feel as if a lot of young men, Mark, in this world put on masks. They put on masks because they don't know how to express themselves emotionally. They don't know how to move and maneuver throughout the world without having people belittle them um, pounce upon them and mm-hmm. and just pretty much <clears throat> you know just speak ill upon them and 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 just totally disrespect them in regards to how they carry themselves and you know just anything in that regards so I really want to talk about masculinity and the mass so masculinity can be in regards again to the idea of masculinity itself and then as well as the mask means you put on a mask to shield yourself from who you truly are who you think you need to become or who you would like to become or you're just confused in general um mark something happened to me well nothing really happened to me but i experienced something yesterday that i wanted to share with you and i remember i texted you and i was like yo mark i need to share this and get this out of the next podcast and he was like oh man he was like he was like oh yeah my brother anytime you know whenever you're ready let's go so mark yesterday um at school i'm in the inside school suspension room covering for the the teacher that was out right right and so i'm covering for the teacher and get this man um there's this young kid in there, um, and he, how can I say this, he's going through a lot, and he has been going through a lot, like, he's, he's had a lot of ups and downs of the school, you know, he has a bad rap, um, because, you know, in the past, he's had temper tantrums, and, uh, or maybe not temper tantrums, but he's, he's had really a hard time managing his anger, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And so he's been getting a lot of flack for that, you know, over the past few years. So anytime something happens and he's attached to it, like the administration within the school, they immediately uh, 
you know, they, they immediately point him out and they immediately like pull him out from all of the other characters or, sus- or suspects. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like you're marked once you uh, become a repeated uh, offender. Absolutely. So I'm having this conversation with him, and Mark, he just said a, he just said a lot of things, man, that had me wondering and thinking. He was like, Mister, like I'm just telling you this right now. A lot of these teachers here, you know, no, you know, no offense to them being white. You know, I don't have no issues with white people, but I feel as if they lump all the kids together here and they segregate us. I was like, What do you mean? He's like, Well, the white kids are usually all together. You know, and the black kids are all together, too. And, you know, let's say you're a black kid and, you know, you're not from the inner city. You're not from Hartford. You know, you could be from Enfield or you could be from Granby or you could be from Fairfield or, you know, any of those places. They'll automatically lump you and categorize you with being from Hartford because everyone knows who watches the media that Hartford is where all the bad things happen. Hartford are where kids get shot. Hartford are where kids rob and mug people. Hartford is where there are shootouts and mass murders, you know, happening and occurring every single day. So when he said that to me, man, it really, it really stuck out to me. Like it made me think like, wow, like that's so interesting that he's saying this because I'm listening to him talk, man. And he didn't have the language to fully articulate and express himself the way I possibly right. can or the way you possibly can. But even though, you know, he doesn't have that lexicon of language to fully articulate what he's trying to say, he still showed me that he was able to convey those thoughts that that is what he's currently, that uh, those are the things that he's currently thinking about within his mind, you know? Right, exactly. And it just really made me think like, wow. And then he even told me, you know, like, you know, one of the teachers, she heard I was in ISS for the day, so she came down and she kind of just, like, looked at me and, you know, was kind of, like, talking down upon me, whatever, whatnot. Now, I have no idea if that's true. I have no idea if that's real. But it definitely made me think, like, you know, like, why are our boys targeted all the time? You know, why are our boys targeted but not supported? He even told me one time there was a situation where when his sister was at the school, she graduated now, but when his sister was at the school, she got into a conflict where she, like, a boy was, like, you know, got into a scuffle with her, and I guess he was going to put his hands on her. So he jumped in, and then he, he started, like, you know, getting ready to box the boy, and the security guard took him and pinned him down on the ground. And pinned him down on the ground. Like, I couldn't believe it. I really, really, really couldn't believe it when he told me that. He said the, 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 the security guard came in and pinned him down on the ground and had him right there. And he... Yeah, go ahead, man. But you said he was about to fight the other kid. Yeah, he was about to fight the other kid. He was about to fight That's the other kid. One. That's it, a tough one because as a security guard, you see two guys about to fight. They're going to try to separate it. They're not going to ask what happened. They're going to, you know, first and then ask questions. Ab- you know I mean? Absolutely. But the thing that I thought was really quite interesting was that he said that the, the security guard had him on the ground and literally had his foot on the boy's face and was crushing his windpipe. And he's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That's it. That's a tough one. That's, that's, really, yeah, that's overdoing it for sure. Super tough one. I, yeah, man, for sure. So I'm saying that because, you know, then I'm, I'm, I'm talking to this kid more, and he's saying to me, Mr., like, you don't understand. You really, really, truly don't understand. Like, there are things going on right now in my head that I can't even, like, express or get out. Like, you know, like, wow. I've grown so much since I was a kid. Like, where I'm from, you grew up fast. You know, where I'm from, by the time you're eight, nine years old, you're already the man of the house. 
You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, yeah, you know, he was like, I've seen people get stabbed in front of me. I've seen people get shot. You know, I've seen, I've seen things that no kid should ever see. And I've seen things, quite frankly, these teachers here have never experienced and will never experience because they don't go to Hartford. They drive through Hartford and around Hartford. Very That's reality, though. That, I mean, he's just describing life. He's just describing life, right? So it just leads me to wonder. It just leads me to wonder, um, how do we... How have we ended up in a society where our young men or our young boys, you know, they don't know how to convey their emotions. They don't know how to express themselves. And every time they do, they end up being angry and in a fight. Um, I'm sure you, Mark, can relate because we both grew up in Queens, right? And we went to some of the baddest public schools around where boys were fighting. And sometimes a fight would pop out of nowhere. I mean, you know that, like in the middle of the classroom or whatever. And Oh, my gosh. And like, you know... Kids didn't know how to express themselves. You know, boys didn't know how to how to control themselves in their anger. Um, man, I don't know. Um, what? How do you Are think? You saying, so, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm I want to pose you a question, then you can pose me a question. I want to say, why do you think that happens, or how, how does this come about? What are, What are your thoughts? What? Wait, when you say how does this come about? So, so, about? so, how does it come about in regards to these young boys developing this this stoicness about them, this coldness where they're not able to express themselves, and the, and the only way they want to express themselves is like within a fight? Because this boy told me that he hates fighting, but if he has to fight, he's he's fighting until he sees blood. He's trying to kill someone. That's what he told me. Well, I mean, I mean, he's desensitized in a way from his environment. You mm. know, I mean. He just, I mean, he said he's seen people get stabbed and shot. So, I mean, that's almost the equivalent of, you know, being in Afghanistan. You're seeing all this violence. Right. And then that's the only way that you you know of to express yeah. yourself. You know, if you have a problem, you deal with it with violence. That, right. You know, it's just what he's taught just by watching his environment. So, yeah. you really can't, you can't blame him, you know. Yeah. We are, I think, I think we're a product of our environment. Me too, yeah. Yes. It's, um, it's it's one of those situations that it's extremely hard to get out of without you know taking a piece of that with you. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure, for sure. I don't know, man. I just think it's interesting. Like, even you know, for example, like even now, right? I'm a I'm a I'm a grown man, right? But right. when I grew up, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I didn't grow up with my father in the house telling me that he loved me. He would just shake my hand, you know, say, how you doing, young man, and call it a day. I remember the first time I heard my dad tell me that he loved me. He called me one day when I was home, just, you know, I was home for the summer, probably watching television. Then he calls, he asked me how I was doing. He did these daily checks where he wanted to see how I was doing. And then after he yeah. let me go, you know, before he let me go, he was like, hey, I love you. And I was just like, okay, dad, bye. He said, did you not hear me? I just said I love you. I was like, yeah, I love you too. And I hung up. I was like, he just said he loved me. Is he sick? <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. I mean, I couldn't believe it. It's strange when you hear it from, from a dad. That is true. That is true. But, Mark, why is that? Should should we not hear I love you from our fathers? Is there something wrong or problematic well, with our dads telling us that? Well, I can understand why it's like that. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, from our perspective, the father is the leader of the family. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we, we know it's equal. You know, the mother and father have different duties, though. Yeah. And um, to raise a man it's best that a man raises a man. You know what I mean? Because okay. there's certain things that a father has to teach a son that a mother can't teach a son. True. So, and one of those things is leadership. Okay. You know? Mm, okay, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like when you're, when you're raising a leader, mm -hmm. 
you're not always going to put much emotion to it. You're going to mainly teach him things, teach him how to handle certain situations. Right. You know, because remember, if you're leading a pack or you're leading a family, you know, you don't always have a shoulder to lean on and cry on. You're the one leading. Right. You know, because if I'm, if I'm at war and, and my sergeant tells me, you know, we're ready to go, and as soon as we get ready to suit up and go out there, he's crying, saying he's scared. I'm mm-hmm. not going out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, I feel like it's just a part of, it's a part of leadership in a way. I mean, because hmm. as a leader, you have to take your emotions out of it. Interesting. And if, and if I'm raising a leader, I'm not going to, it's just, just going to be more, I don't know, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Can I be a hundred? No, no, go ahead. Like, you knew your dad loved you without him having to say it. I honestly, I didn't know that for the first 12 years of my life. But I get what you're saying, though. Oh, you didn't? Oh, oh that's different. Then. Yeah, that's different. Then. No, because I thought, because he, he, he was so mean. He was so mean. I didn't know that my dad loved me. I just like, man, this guy is just being so hard on me. Because he was so, so hard on me, man. There were times where my father would walk into the house, man. I would hear his car backing up. The moment the door would open, I would shake and, trem- and tremble. I was that afraid of my, wow. my pops. Okay. Yeah, I had a different experience then. Okay, so I can understand from your point of view. But I think, you know, my I talk to I talk to my girlfriend about this all the time. I think my perspective on it is different compared to yours because my dad is from the Caribbean, man. My dad was 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 West Indian. So being from Haiti, you know, th- that all they did, man, was just like really be hard on their kids and you know, um, you know, like beat them with the belt and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Basically abusing right. us. You know what I'm saying? But like yeah. we didn't we didn't we didn't know that back then. You know what I'm saying? Like. I just took it as it is for as it you know it was for what it was, but like that really wasn't the case. It wasn't until I got older and I was like, man, like this was this was abuse. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. I'm looking back at it now and I see that my dad didn't mean any harm. He was just only doing what he was taught. He was just doing the best he could. Exactly. You know. Exactly. But and the, yeah, it's no. Yeah, go ahead, no, for sure. I was just gonna say, but for me, I I think it's gonna be different. Like, I definitely want if I have a son, you know, right. I I definitely want to let him know that I love him. You know, if I have a daughter, I'm definitely going to let her know that I love her all the time. You know, um, I think I think there will be times where I'll scale it back, you know, with my son and be a little hard on him. Like if he didn't make the basketball team, I'd be like, no, man, you got to try harder. We got to go out there. We got to train or whatever, whatnot. You know, I think there. I think I'll pick and choose my battles on when to be, when to uh, you know, be tough on him. But I think. There comes a time where it's just like, all right, man, just cut the tough guy act, you know, empathize with this guy because he's really going through right. it, you know. Exactly. Um, but I guess it all depends, and you know, it, and it all varies on perspective, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, even like with my dad, like every time like he did something wrong and I knew he was wrong for it, you know, and I was actually right, he would never apologize. He would just be like, we would just leave it at that. For me, I just couldn't get with that man. I was just like, I don't like this, you know. Um, I'm with you. What do you think? I mean, he was, he was trying to be the best leader he could be. Right. I mean, right. I mean, I think a leader should always admit his mistakes, but when your family is looking to you for all of the answers, mm. you don't you don't want to show that you don't have all of the answers. Right. You want to just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, he, I don't know, if, actually you said he came from Haiti, right? He wasn't born in he America. He wasn't born in America. He was born in Haiti. Both of my parents, yeah. Right. So he's in a foreign land, and he's trying to form a family unit that can be successful in this new country mm-hmm. there's not going to be any funny games you yeah. know what I mean? he's trying to build something you know why am i going to sit here and, and and joke around i love you let's play around and run in circles only hands listen man the time is now you need to make something of yourself i dragged myself over here to build mm-hmm. something for you mm-hmm. 
Mm. You're not going to make my trip. You're <laughs> not going to, you know, all of my work isn't going to be in vain. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You better right. make something of yourself. Absolutely. You left his whole family. He, he did. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. If I leave all my family for opportunity, you're not going to fuck this up. For sure. <laughs> that is very true you know indeed. Mean? It's just how it is. I respect it. I know there's detrimental effects, though, mm-hmm. that you felt, but he was just a man trying to build something without the instructions. And you know how ah, frustrating that can be. Absolutely. You're right. Man, that's good. That's good. I agree with that. What are your perspectives? Uh, well, what is your perspective? Um, and what was your experience like in terms of uh, being raised by an American dad? How did your dad differ from my dad in terms of those experiences? Yeah, my dad, he's, he was always an easygoing guy, but he, he focused on knowledge, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Pour, pouring knowledge into me. The most irrelevant stuff, like things that, you know, it's just like, what's the point of knowing that? It's just, I got so much stuff thrown at me, you know, at all times, you know, just to come out, come home from work, open an encyclopedia, and, and just start reading, reading to me, you know? And, and I didn't understand why at first, but. But now it, those those random facts they matter. You know, right. it's like I feel like I got the guidance without the harsh discipline. Gotcha. The discipline came from my mother. Ah, isn't that interesting how the discipline always comes from at least one parent, whether it is the mother or the father? But someone always has to play good cop and someone always has to play bad cop. It's true, definitely. I think there has to be balance because if not, that's just a hellhole. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just really that's harsh. I mean Yeah. Someone's gotta feel bad while I'm getting a beating. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Make a child wanna run away or something. For sure, for sure. And for all of our listeners out there, if there's any one of you who's had brothers, sisters, um, you know, uh cousins, nephews, um, you know, uh boyfriends, husbands, you know, that has struggled with their identity struggled with expressing themselves articulating themselves please 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 be sure to send your comments your questions all right uh send them to us or you know even tell us your story uh both mark and i would greatly appreciate it okay um you could dm us or message us on instagram or you could send them to wiseguyspodcast at gmail.com again that's wiseguyspodcast at gmail.com um Mark, before we end the show, I wanted to segue to this next point. What about the young men that we went to school with? What about all those boys, you know, that didn't know how to, you know, respect themselves, first and foremost, respect the ladies, you know, that would always be cursing out, you know, uh, the young girls or hitting on them and, you know, saying a lot of lewd, inappropriate comments and things of that nature. Um, Where do you think they went wrong or where do you think that society failed them in terms of their masculinity? Well, I guess the question is, did they have a father at home? Right. And the answer is yes. Maybe that's where they learned it from. You yeah. Know, children, they emulate what they see. Yeah. A, a child isn't born with anger. See yeah. See how anger is, you know, expressed. And yeah. They, they emulate from there. So, right. You know, it yeah. could be frustration from not having a father. I get or it. Or it could be, you know, it, it could be so many different things. For sure. It's really hard to, uh, to say. Yeah. But, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, there's no excuses. You know, you just we just have to just do all we can to, uh, I don't know, pull ourselves together and make something happen. Agreed. You know, because even if you don't have the guidance at home, 
you just have to be hungry for it. You I agree. For, for the knowledge mentor, like you said in the last uh, last episode. Yeah. You know, find find, find uh, someone in your community that you can you can lean on if you know if you don't have a father present. Right. So, you know, a, a man can only raise a man, as they say. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we segue into this to the final uh, segment, I would just like to say to you that. Um, you know what the young man told me before I left him? He said, Mr. Look, I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, my father was incarcerated last Christmas. My father is getting out this Christmas. And all I'm trying to do right now is play basketball. I'm just trying to keep my grades up. I've been doing really well the past two months. I'm just trying to play basketball. And I want when my dad comes out that my dad sees that I'm doing well, that I'm playing basketball. That's the only thing I want to give him for Christmas. Because last last year, uh, just as they took him and he went in, he said, please, if I don't, I don't know how long I'll be in here. So with that being said, just finish school, finish school and stay on the right path. And now his his mood is improving because it's getting closer to the holidays. And even though his dad won't be here in time for Thanksgiving, his dad will be here for Christmas. So he wants to make sure that he's doing the best that he possibly can so that when his dad gets out, his dad can come to his games and he can be proud of him. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're marked in a school as a big kid, it never shits off. And I hate that, man. Me too. Me too. Me too. Because as hard as you try, they always going to look at Yeah. It's crazy, man. It really is crazy. It really, really, really is. All right, cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, there is no yearning for wisdom today. All right, our segment, Yearning for Wisdom, we didn't get any questions this week. There is no yearning for wisdom today. So, we're going to transition to our final segment of the day, um, which you all have come to know, which is words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Uh, Mark, I know you always go first, so I guess I'll go first with my words of wisdom, if that's okay. Sure. Um, my word of wisdom for today is um, one. I, I have two. The first is to the young men. I, I told the boy this yesterday, so I figured I'd share this with you. I told him, as a young black man in this country, you are always going to be considered a target. You are always going to be not only considered a target, but you're always going to be tested. So with that being said, I understand that you have um, anger issues. I understand that you have emotions and you don't know how to control it or tame it. But the older you get, you must figure that out because you're 16 now. But, you know, God forbid you're 19, you're 20 and you get pulled over by the cops. That situation will not go right for you. So the older you get, man, you have to figure that, is it really worth it? Is it really worth going to to jail, going to prison, losing my life over one moment where I snapped? Because if I, you know, even make a couple of hands gestures and I, you know, start to defend myself and I'm being loud, they're going to perceive it three, four times worse or in different ways. You know know what I'm saying? They're going to exacerbate it. They're going to exacerbate it and make it seem as if, like, I was being super unruly. Or maybe I was, but they took it to the point where they thought that they were, they had to be in fear of their life or something of the sort. Um, so I would say that's a word of wisdom. The second word of, word of wisdom that I have is just, you know, um, find a mentor. For all the young, young men out there, you know, especially the young men of color who struggle with their masculinity, they struggle with wearing, wearing the mask and they feel as if they have to put on this tough guy pose and they have to, you know, act cool and tough in school and, you know, basically not show emotions, whether it even be to their own family, like, that's not cool, man. The older you get, it's only going to suffocate you and literally just 
just crush you as you know it. So find a mentor, find people that you can invest in, and find people that, you know, men, strong men who you can see yourself growing up to not be like, but be molded in the image of and get as close as possible as you can to them. And once you finally do, form and shape your own identity and be someone who you know that not only you can be proud of, but your kids, if you happen to have any, or your parents, your family, everyone around you can be proud of. So that's my word of wisdom. What's yours? That's great stuff, bro. I mean, for me, I would say, to them, I would say find your gifts because, um, you know, frequently we're, we're pressured to, to play a sport or, or, you know, do something of that nature, like uh, play basketball, play football. I mean, you may not be good at that or you may be good and not great. So, you know. You know, find out what your talent is and, and start using it early. Yeah. You know, you don't want to you don't want to be 20, 24, 25 trying to figure out, you know, what's my gift, what's my talent. I've been basketball all these years. I've been focusing all on this thing my dad wanted me to do. You, you want to definitely, you know, focus on what you're already, you know, given. Focus on what you naturally have. Agreed. Because that would be the easiest way for you to to reach success i mean if, if you're naturally talented at something i agree it's okay it's okay to put the popular thing to the side and then attack that throttle i agree man that's another thing man like you know i was happy that he said that you know his dad would be happy to see him playing basketball and you know getting good grades but even with that that hurts my heart man because i'm tired of i'm tired for us for our young men to think that basketball and music is the only way out man there's other different avenues and outlets that they could find to be passionate in you know what i'm saying so that's no, there's only a few that are cool. Right. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Um, again, we could go go on and on about this topic, but I'm sure it'll come up again in a future episode. Hopefully, then we can have a guest to go back and forth and spar with <laughs> in regards to this topic. Um, but yeah, but I know Mark has to run, and so do I, Mark. Uh, uh, you know, I got to teach my class. Uh, so you know, we're pretty much gonna end this right here. All right. Uh, we went a little bit over time uh, because we didn't want to. Well, yeah, for us, we went over time because we were trying to cut it back short compared to episode two. Um, but it's all right. It's all good. You know, I'm sure the people got good gems. OK, so with that being said, our next episode, our very, very next episode, we're going to continue our series Young and Broke. All right. It'll be Young and Broke Part Two. This time we'll be focusing on credit, uh, credit card, mortgage, loan debt and different types of debts in regards to that nature, all right? And uh, once again, I'll be throwing the lives to Mark, and Mark will be finishing at the rim, all right? And we have a very, 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 very special guest. We're not going to say her name now, right, Mark? But we have a very, very special guest coming on the show the next time. The people going to love? Absolutely. Yeah, Definitely. for sure, for sure. So we'll leave you all right here, and we'll build up the anticipation for next week's show, so that way you all can get excited about what this young lady will have to bring and offer to the show. So, as always, I am Kevin Unglad. And you are now tuned in to the Wise Guys Podcast. We'll see you all next week. Stay wise.